Big time road win, 30 to 23 against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. The Pittsburgh Steelers moved to nine to seven, and playoff hopes are still alive and well. Welcome to the post game press review with Coach Tomlin sitting backstage with my boy Tate Boy Fresh. Tate Boy, you back in the building this week, man. Steelers with a big win, moved to nine to seven. Keep the streak alive for Coach Tomlin. Early thoughts about what Coach Tomlin was talking about in his opening statement. Big G, what's up, man? What's yeah. cracking, Doc? I'm back in the building, but I'm not back in my building. I'll be back home tomorrow for the first time in 10 days. I'm so ready to go. I feel yeah. you, bro. I feel it's been, you. Been a, great, been a great vacation, great time down here in Orlando, Florida with the family. It wasn't sunny Orlando, Florida this trip, though. Was, I promise I got sunshine one day during our while I was here, man. Mm, so, you know. But, yeah. The game, man. Man. Man, I told you about these jokers. They keep messaging about this fancy football. Let me cut my phone off. I'm sorry. It's all right, man. It's all right. But, yeah, um, no, a great win. Tomlin, Coach Tomlin said he was proud of the guy's efforts. You know what I mean? It was a huge win. It was on the road. I mean, Seattle is a, is a venue that's uh, synonymous for – being a tough place to play. Facts. And the Steelers went in and the offensive line controlled the game, but we'll get to the particulars of what happened as we go through what Coach Tomlin had to say in the, in the post game. Absolutely, man. Coach Tomlin made an early statement talking about the, the hostile environment. The team was ready to win. He congratulated the Seattle Seahawks for their effort because he said they're big-time talented, but the ability for the offensive line to control the ball and control possession downs and weighty downs, he was so thankful for. Tate, the first question was asked of Coach Tomlin was, was he surprised and or enthused with the back-to-back offensive performance with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Man, Tate, 30-plus points again this week for the Steelers. Your reaction to Coach Tomlin and what he stated with his response? I'm not sure. What did he say about that? You tell me. He said he said he put an extreme smile on his face for sure, and he said he wasn't su- surprised because they prepared for it all week based on what they saw on film and how they were able to go in and dominate from an offensive line standpoint because that was the emphasis for the week was the offensive line. And that's what they and that's what exactly what they did. They planned to ride the wave. I mean, they, they were going to be as good as the offensive line was today, right? Facts. Um, they had almost 150 rushing yards in the first half. Facts. Najee had 122 yards, two TDs. Could have been three TDs. He smartly slid down. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was me, Najee, I probably would have scored. But that's probably because you're on my fancy football team. <laughs> <laughs> facts. Total facts. But uh, he slid down because he knew, knew they could go ahead and get in victory formation and kill the clock. But, yeah, Coach Tomlin was pleased with the, with the offensive performance and execution today. Absolutely. Second question was basically the same thing. He was asked if they plan to run the ball the way that they did. The question was absolutely. He said from the beginning it was going to be the offensive line's play that was going to lead them to victory this week. Third question was, was Tomlin shocked that Mason was able to handle the environment the way that he handled it? Take your response to what Coach Tomlin stated during the press conference. Uh, He wasn't surprised that Mason was able to handle the environment. Mason is a veteran. Mason is confident. And he Every week now, this is for three weeks in a row, leading up to Mason's first start. Mm. And 
after the first start against the Bengals and in, in, in this this past week, Tomlin really, really values in Mason's confidence. Mason is a confident dude. I mean, he had a good game. I mean, I think Facts. he passed for like 260, 250, 260. Yeah. Offenses moving. We scored 34 points last week, 30 points this week. And yeah, so you'll get to it. But he was also asked that with the high hand, we stick with the high hand, meaning what makes us start next week. He said, we'll give you guys something to, to guess and write about between now and now and then. We'll let you know in the middle of the week. But it's got to be Mason. Absolutely. Tomlin was jockeying back and forth with those reporters, you know, playing the little mind game, pitching catch to see what they was going as far as who would start a quarterback. Hey, so Tomlin was asked about the exotic play of the Steelers and how much Mason was under center versus in shotgun. And, you know, the question was sort of like, you know, was we shocked to see a veteran be in those different types of formations? Your response to what Coach Tomlin said concerning the formations and the play calling for the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. Well, he said, you know, that's just today's game in the NFL. You run the ball, whether it's under center, out of gun, wildcat, you know, whatever the formation is, in today's game, you you run the ball to every formation. There is no, like, passing formation. I mean, you you, you can run the ball out of 11 personnel. You know, you can nice. run the ball out of, out of four wide. I mean, you can just mm-hmm. run, you run the ball wherever. And that's basically what he said. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, our intent was to run the ball. It wasn't going to be dictated by formation or any of that. We just were going to run the ball. That was the plan. Yep, absolutely. Next reporter said, hey, was you shocked at the way that Najee ran the ball? Did you like the way that Najee ran the ball? I think Tomlin had a little bit more to say about Najee. Take your reaction to what Coach Tomlin said concerning the question of Najee Harris and the Pittsburgh Steelers run this week. Well, Coach T just said really that, you know, Najee and Jalen Warren both really ran aggressively. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's and 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 that's what they needed to happen behind the performance of the offensive line. They needed an aggressive, aggressive running style. And they both brought it today. They both went over a thousand yards of uh total to, total yards, not just rushing. Yeah. Total yeah. yards. I believe there was the uh Fifth time Steelers do what running backs did that. Fifth Franco time Harris, Rocky history. Blyer, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Frank Frank Pollard, Walter Abercrombie. They Walter did it twice. And er, no, 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 no. Second time was Walter Abercrombie, Ernest Jackson. Yeah, facts. So Pollard did it once with Abercrombie, and Abercrombie did it the second time with Frank. I mean, with Ernest Jackson. And I think the it was one more. Outside of Najee and uh, Warren, I can't remember the other one. Outstanding, though, by the Pittsburgh Steelers, without a shadow of a doubt, this year, you know, to have, considering all the adversity, considering what happened, for the Steelers to still have two running backs with 1,000-plus yards is outstanding for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tate, Tomlin was asked a question about scoreboard watching and what was important. Your reaction to what Coach Tomlin said concerning the scoreboard and what's important, considering the fact that we got one game to play and we got to win to get in the playoffs. Your reaction to what Coach Tomlin stated? Well, Coach T said, you know, you can only control the stadium that they're playing in. So he doesn't scoreboard watch. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, he just worries about and focuses on the game that they're in and the stadium that they're playing in. But 
as fans, like we are, this is Fans First Sports Network, we uh, do scoreboard watch. <laughs> facts, total, total facts. <laughs> and then and then anything really break our way today, right? I mean, the Raiders lost to the Colts by three. We, we weren't yeah. the Raiders to win. The Texans blew out the Titans. Facts. And Buffalo was able to beat the Patriots. Facts. So, you know, we don't scoreboard-wise. We will be next week. Um, I think what we need to happen next week, and you said it, go ahead and explain to the fans what needs to happen next week for us to make the playoffs. The way that the Pittsburgh Steelers makes the playoffs moving in, in, in moving into the 2023 playoff season is that the Steelers must win, the Buffalo Bills must lose, and or there be a tie between the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans in the last game of the season. Right, right. So we're Miami Dolphins fans next week. Absolutely. Come on, Teal. <laughs> Come on, Teal. Hey, so Coach Talbot was asked about KP8, why he wasn't dressed. Was there something going on? He didn't really have too much to say outside of the fact that he wasn't available for the game. You know, and, and that's to be expected because we know as 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 well as that it takes a while to heal from the surgery that, that KPA had. But Tomlin played with the reporters, like you referenced earlier, by saying, man, we'll see who's going to start next week, which is all that whole cat and mouse game every year played by Coach Tomlin. But, yeah, um, Kenny had the same surgery. Kenny Pickett had that same surgery in college, mm. 26 days. If, if Mason had played well at all, Kenny would have, would have got denied this week. Mason right. played well two games in a row. I think Kenny's sitting again. And if we make the playoff, I think you just ride Mason. I think Kenny's probably done for the season. That's not yeah. Coach Tomlin talking. That's me talking. But that's what I think. I agree. I agree. Tate, we, we've been referencing it on the Pump Your Breaks podcast for at least a, two or three weeks. Nick Herbig, man, the kid is showing up. The light has come on. He's ready to play. Coach Tomlin was asked a direct question about Herbig and his big play or splash play that was made. Your response to what Coach Tomlin stated concerning the rookie Herbig and that sack forced fumble on Geno Smith. Well, he said that was a big play, and he said, yeah, we're getting a lot of contribution from a lot of these young guys, and we need them, you know. So, you know, you're getting contributions from Herbig, obviously Joey, Joey Porter. I don't think I don't think Seattle would have got that touchdown in Jigba if Joey Porter had been in that in the, in the game at that time. Um, you know, that, that was against James Pierre. And Porter wanted to try and come back in, but they was already lined up. I feel like the Steelers should have took a timeout there to, to maybe get Porter in, but they, that's not what happened. And the, Seattle got that touchdown to Jackson Smith and Jigba. But, yeah, I feel like if Porter had been on that on, – on the field during that on that snap, they wouldn't have got that touchdown. Facts. Coach Tomlin was sort of asked another question that was referenced earlier, but I like his reaction on this question. He was asked about the explosiveness of the offense and how it's been geared for this seat, this turnaround, this late in the season. Man, Coach Tomlin made reference to a lot of different guys, but Tate, I want to get your reaction to how he cites the explosiveness of the offense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is another one of those things you got to tell me, Big G. Well, Coach Tomlin stated, you know, flat out, flat out, that it was just the wide receiver play, the offensive play, the running back play, and the quarterback play coming together as a unit. But he thinks that the guys were hungry, ready to play, and ready to put out maximum effort because that's what it takes in today's day and age to win in the National Football League. 
So I think I think that he referenced the team, but in my opinion, and this ain't Coach Tomlin speaking, this was the best offensive performance we might have seen out of Pittsburgh in two seasons. Tate, your thoughts about that, bro? Hey, I don't I don't disagree with you, man. I mean, the the, the only one this year that rivals today's performance by the offense was last week. You know, I mean, it's been facts. a long time since we put up back to back thirty balls. Yeah, facts. You know? Um, yeah, just to execution. I don't recall too many penalties myself, man. Total facts. Uh, uh we got a we got a legal procedure by Pat Fryer move, and there was a penalty on 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 Connor Hayward. But that's all I really remember, man. Yeah, I mean it was a almost a penalty free game. I don't remember any holding calls. I definitely don't remember any pass interference calls. So. Penalty-free is what you have to do on the road to get big-time wins, especially against a team that's fighting for the playoff life, like the Seattle Seahawks. Right. Take last question, man, which was my favorite yeah, answer out of the whole post-conference. Yes, oh, sir. I know where you're going with that. But real quick, let's let's double back. You didn't uh, get a chance to talk about the injuries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, he said that T.J. Watt got a little banged up. He wasn't quite – he said he thinks he's going to be okay. Everything's good. Je Joy Porter Jr. got banged up, missed the play, but everybody else was just bumps and bruises. But he definitely will tell them that'll give them an update come Tuesday at the press conference. You got to say it like Coach Tomlin say it: bumps and bruises associated with play. <laughs> yeah, facts, total facts. Bumps and bruises associated with play. Tate, last question, man. My favorite answer of the day, and it's going to be a theme with us moving forward, man. Coach Tomlin was asked about playing in fear. Or to play in fear, or what that's like to play in fear. Tate, his response is a classic, an instant classic for Coach Tomlin for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Your reaction to what Coach Tomlin said moving forward with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Hey man, it's something we've always said. I mean, Coach, we we we're we're both of us are both of us are actually the same age as Coach Tomlin. Absolutely. You know, he he came up in Newport News, Virginia. We 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 came up in Northwest Ohio, right? Mm, facts. So you know, and the saying is what Coach Tomlin had to say: "Hey, scared money don't make money." That's right. You know, we 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 said that all the time as as young people when we used to gamble and play cards and shoot dice. You can't be scared. You can't be scared to push it to the middle. You know what I mean? That's facts. That's facts. Not in any level of life you have you can't be scared. And hey. You got to play. You got to play to win. And I think that's what he was referring to with the aggressive nature of, you know, having the ball inside of two minutes and forwarding the pass to George Pickens for a big-time first down, which basically the Pittsburgh Steelers were able to run out the clock. So you can't play scared. And I right. think that's the turn for the offensive play calling for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I I, I agree, Big G. I like the way mate, – mate, hey, man – this there's nothing to do with the press conference. It's just the observation on my behalf and see if you have observed the same thing. Hey, man, Mason's not scared to stand in that pocket, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we've both been calling for Mason for a minute, but that's, you know, you know, can't cry over spilled milk. There's another saying for you guys as far as scare money don't make money. Can't cry over spilled milk. We got to handle our business moving forward and just hope for the best. Tate, your final thoughts closing out. The Mike Tomlin post-game press review on Steel Curtain Network, Fans First Network, able available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Hey, man, I wish we had a won one of those three games we lost in the, during that three-game losing streak. 
that loss against Arizona don't look so bad today because they they beat Philly. They sent Philly back. Dallas is now in second place in the in the, in the NFC. Fox. And leading that division. But uh yeah, if they could have won the one against Arizona or New England or even the Colts, you know, I mean it's a lot of it's a, it's a lot of games the Steelers let let get away of their own doing, you know. Fox. But I'll be rooting for Miami next week over Buffalo. That is that game is down in Miami. I'll be uh I'll be rooting for the Steelers against Baltimore. Baltimore uh clinched home field and and uh you know the 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 bye for the AFC. So they may not have nothing to play for next week and may may rest a lot of their starters. Not that that'll make it easy. We still gotta win and right. we still still need Miami to win. So that's that's what we'll root for. That, that's what I have to say, Big G. Absolutely, man. Listen, I look for the Steelers to close out big and strong, for sure, for sure. But we appreciate the play. And you can't say enough about the veteran play of Mason Rudolph at quarterback, once again, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So thank you guys for listening to me and Tate Boy Fresh. As we close out this Coach Tomlin postgame press review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts on Steel Curtain Network. As we close every week, pushing forward to the last week of the season against the Baltimore Ravens. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Right.